Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bulova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is senior researcher, Sarah Seibert. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. On this episode, you spoke with Chris Johnston from the Department of Veterans Affairs. Could you tell us a little bit about his background? Yes. Uh, So his LinkedIn tagline is building a more awesome government through technology. So I think that sums up his position pretty well. He's the deputy chief technology officer for digital experience, where he leads the development of veteran centric software and services. So in our conversation, we'll focus on VA's new health and benefits application. Before joining VA, he was a digital service expert with the USDS, and I'd also like to add he has a great jam room, guitar collection, and is a fellow deadhead. <laughs> Wait, ho- ho- hold on. Is this your way of saying that you're a deadhead as well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I don't want to derail the whole episode, but can you give me like a 30 second description of like your history with the Grateful Dead? Uh, well, I grew up on their music, so I think that it's like very nostalgic for me. But yeah, so Chris's background was awesome. He had like 10 guitars lined up. (laughs) And so we got into talking and one of my guitars that I have, I also play guitar, is like a Grateful Dead edition uh, with the dancing bears. So that's how we got on that tangent before the episode. (laughs) Moving on from the Grateful Dead, although I wish we could just keep talking about music, VAs talked a lot about building veteran-centric services. How does this app contribute to its goals? So Chris will explain how VA is working with the veteran as it develops new services like the health and benefits app. So instead of a leadership committee or executive board deciding what would be most beneficial or helpful to the veteran, the agency is actually integrating veteran feedback at the beginning of the development process through surveys and listening sessions to build services with the veteran in mind. So not only does this tactic make products more successful, but it also helps build trust with the veteran who feels like their voice was heard. What was your top takeaway from your conversation with Chris? I think this gives us a glimpse into the future of government services and the way citizens interact with agencies. So my top takeaway is streamlining federal business. There should be a single point of entry for every agency where citizens can access all their services and benefits that that agency has to offer instead of logging in through multiple different portals with different credentials to access different information. (laughs) So Chris uses a great analogy for this. Uh, So consider this your teaser for the episode. Well, let's not keep our listeners waiting. Let's jump into the interview. To kick off the episode, could you provide a brief overview of VA's new health and benefits app? Yeah, sure. Uh, New is a little bit of in the eye of the beholder. It was shipped about a year and a half ago or so, uh, the summer of 2021, a little bit quietly. Um, And it's a native mobile app for iOS and Android that with the intent of helping veterans transact conduct transactions with VA for the most common, most frequent things that they do. So things like checking your claim status or uh, sending secure messages to your care team um, and a handful of other things, if we'll get into some some detail. Um, The 
it's a it's a, a personalized experience. So it's intended for people who have a relationship with VA where they log into the app and the things that you see are specifically about you. It's not a generalized thing. Um, and it was designed as most things that we do with veterans directly, helping us understand what's important to them, how they think about like what features should rise to the top and how they organize the information in their head. And so it's been very, very successful as a result. Right. Yeah, it's great to hear. I attended the demo that you all hosted last summer and was shocked with how many different services you have in the app and how consolidated it is. It's really exciting. So what are some of the challenges VA and veterans were facing that led VA and USDS to develop this application? Um, that's a great question, and I'm going to answer it in a few different ways. I think one of the biggest challenges and one of the things that the, that the app and, and VA in general is trying to address now is um, trying to smooth over the siloed nature of the way that all government agencies work, VA being no exception. Mm -hmm. So the problem ends up being that a law gets written by Congress, and Congress says agency shall implement this program to help veterans accomplish something. So a program office is created and that program office, you know, makes a bunch of content and creates a website and creates some tool for the veteran to do a thing. And then that happens hundreds and hundreds of times. So you now have 600 program offices who each are building 600 things, each of them separately. And now the burden is on the veteran to figure out which program office is handling the problem that they have and which website is it and which login and credential do I use for that. Um, for that particular service. And we shouldn't be foisting that burden upon a veteran. We should be taking that burden on ourselves. Right. This is a challenge, right? So the app is trying to be for VA. It has benefits like claims and disabilities. It has uh, health things like um, appointment lists and your vaccines and secure messaging and in a couple of weeks, um, prescriptions. Um, it has enterprise-wide things like your payment history and your contact information. And so we need to work with many, many technical systems, which is a technical challenge, but also many, many program offices, which is a human challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I've heard the phrase thrown around recently, making every service a front door to VA, um, yeah. something along those lines. So this seems like a very big front door. <laughs> yeah, so the, the idea is trying to create a single digital front door, right? Yes, so yeah. Veterans and you know their families and caregivers know that the example, which I've used way too many times, I'm sure many people are sick of hearing it, is you know this isn't the way, way that it works in the private sector, right? If you think about your insurance company or your credit card or your bank, Imagine if you were banking at Bank of America and you wanted to check your balance and you went to, you know, mybalance.bankofamerica.com and you log in with a username and password and say, okay, good, I've got $1,000. Now I need to pay a bill. So you log out and you go to paymybill.bankofamerica.com and you log in with a different username and password. And it turns out that uh, your bill is higher than your balance. So you log out and then you log into transfers.bankofamerica.com with a different username and password, right? That's what we basically ask people to do. And that's just silly, right? It's just not the way that it works in the private sector. So we're trying to build things that meet users' expectations. Those expectations have been built by their interactions with all of these other, you know, Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies in the, in the real world. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, it's exciting to watch how that continues to develop. 
Another topic I've heard discussed recently is building trust. And I think leveraging human-centered design is a big part of having that trust with the veteran. So how is VA using human-centered design principles to improve customer experience? This has been such a big deal and has been really truly embraced by the organization writ large. And it's um, it, it's obvious in, in retrospect and also a little bit difficult to achieve. So in general, the concept of human-centered design is to look at the thing that you're trying to do um, in the framework of a problem that you're trying to solve, mm -hmm. that you're trying to solve, not necessarily just for somebody or a group of people, but with those people or a group of people. So rather than having a bunch of executives sitting around a table deciding what the problem is and deciding what the solution should be, let us go speak with the people who have this problem and understand how they think about the problem and what would be a solution to that problem. And so this comes in all sorts of forms. There's lots and lots of research methodologies, um, you know, card source and, um, and contextual uh, usability testing and a handful of other things. And so we do this from beginning to end. So with the mobile app, right, it started with conversations like, hey, you know, if would it make sense for you? Would it be helpful if you had a bunch of these common services, you know, in your pocket so you can check these things on the go? Yeah, that would make sense. Right. Well, let's put down a bunch of features. Why don't you rank these features for us? Tell us which would be most important to have in that. OK, that's great. Well, so now we have these 20 features. Tell us, like, how do you categorize these things? Like, do you think about them as like? BBA versus VHA versus NC, you know, no, it turns out nobody thinks about that, right? Mm -hmm. they think about their healthcare, they think about their debt, they think about their um, disability, right? So there's a couple big categories of things that they think about. Um, and so that that is an ongoing process that like it's not a stage where you do human-centered design, it's a part of the overall process and it's iterative through everything that we do. We're going to take a break from today's interview and play a game I call Alphabet Soup, where I challenge our hosts to name the federal agency or office based on acronym alone. Playing today are Editor-in-Chief Amy Kluber and Senior Researcher Sarah Seibert. Hi, Amy. Hi, Sarah. Hello. I feel like my entire career was prepared for this moment. <laughs> Well, I have a list of 74 in front of me that we'll be choosing from. Here are the rules. I will say the acronym, and if you know the answer, buzz in using a buzzword. Today's buzzword is DevSecOps. If you get it wrong, the other player gets a chance to guess. If neither of you get the answer, I open the floor to random guessing until somebody gets it right or I give up and tell you. There are three acronyms today. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. We're going to start off pretty easy today. Our first acronym is DARPA. Yes, I got. Yes. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. That is correct. That is one point to Amy. Our next one, getting a little more difficult. And by little, I mean a lot. Your next acronym is AOC. Uh, that's me retracting my buzz. 
The hint I'll give you is that it falls under Congress. Oh, like the AOC? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was thinking, too. I'm like, it can't be the politician, right? Not the AOC. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's accountability something commission, but I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild stab and say act on Congress. Act of Congress. Like act of God. <laughs> Well, these are all good guesses, but the answer is Office of the Architect of the Capitol. And this is the office that actually looks after the building and grounds of the Capitol building. Hmm. Learn something new every day. All right. Our last acronym is AITO. No idea. <laughs> uh, I'll buzz in and say, or DevSecOps, and say Artificial Intelligence Task Office. We're so close. <laughs> task is the wrong word. You're like 75% of the way there. Amy, you can come in and win it all. All right, DevSecOps, I will say Artificial Intelligence Technology Office? Yes, Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office. Amy wins it at the last second. Well, thank you for playing Alphabet Soup and back to the episode. So moving forward, what will be some of your top priorities for the app and where do you look to expand? I heard you uh, allude to prescriptions coming soon. Yeah, so, so we can um, we can look at this uh, in a couple levels, sort of a micro and a macro level. On the, on the feature side, yeah, prescriptions is one of the big, big things that's coming. And generally, like the idea is there are, you know, there are a couple dozen features there now, some of the most common transactions that people are using. And we wanna make sure that we have as many of those as possible. So prescriptions is the next, next big obvious one, uh, allowing people to see their prescriptions, refill their prescriptions and track their refill prescriptions. And that's gonna be enormous. Um, there are a handful of other health related things like being able to see and download your health records is a big one. Um, being able to check into an appointment from the app is a, is a big one. Being able to get notifications about specific things like, hey, you have an appointment, you want to, you know, we need you to pre-check pre in and fill out some forms ahead of time. Or, hey, we notice you're at a medical center. Do you want to check in you, and you have an appointment today? Do you want to check in for that appointment? So some things along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, but like <laughs> at a broader level, you know, I, we talked about trying to make, well, I, I'll take this in a couple of directions. We talked about trying to make this be an app for all of VA, not just for, you know, a program office, right? And so this is really the important thing. We want to make it as easy as possible for veterans to conduct whatever business that they need to do with VA as, as possible. Um, so whether it be like applying for a new benefit or checking the status of a benefit or, you know, updating their contact info or helping with their health, health outcomes. Um, and we do these things, I'm going to make a little bit of a pitch here. We do these things in ways that haven't been really done in government at all. And so VA is very much on the leading edge here 
of trying to develop some of these things. And the goal that our CTO has, our chief technology officer has, is to make VA the best place to work in the federal government. And he actually says he wants this to be the best tech team in the world, right, in the country. He wants people to come who have technical capabilities and talent and design product skills um, to come and help us solve these big problems and deliver services to, to benefits. So that's really the, the notion here of trying to be the best we can possibly be to, to deliver on the promise that we had. Right. Yeah, that's a huge charge, but you all are making awesome progress, really. Like when I heard about the app, my jaw dropped because I was like, I wish other agencies, I am not a veteran, so I don't work with VA often, but I was like, imagine if IRS had something for your taxes where it was just an application and you could go in and you don't have to go through TurboTax and ID me and all of these uh, outside places just to do something that's mandatory for everyone, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, that's a, that's a great observation. Um, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that VA has been on the forefront of a lot of this, and we end up having a lot of conversations with many, many other government agencies like who come to us and like, pad and paper in hand, tell us how to do it. Like, what is it that we should do? <laughs> I wish it was just like a simple formula. You know, this has been years in the making and has evolved over time. But um, IRS and particularly Social Security Administration has been a group that's taken a lot of the a lot of the, the hints that we've that we've dropped. And I, I don't know if you've seen it, but the new SSA.gov site is actually really good based on a lot of the same principles. And I imagine you can see we will see something like you're referring to with taxes not in the not too distant future. So, okay. I'm excited for that. Yeah, hopefully we're making it better for, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, from my perspective, I think that you are. So before we wrap up the interview, is there anything else you'd like to add? Gosh, there's so many things <laughs> I could possibly <laughs> point to. Um, I'll, 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 mention, um, I'll mention two things. First off, for folks who are interested in checking out this particular product that we're talking about, the, the v, it's called the VA Health and Benefits mobile app. It's a native app on both uh, iPhone and Android. So you can go to either App Store. You search for VA. It should be the first or second thing in the list. Mm -hmm. Download it, use it. It applies to you if you're a veteran. So if you are family member as a veteran, I strongly encourage because it's great. If you are a technically oriented person and are intrigued in how you can bring some of those skills to bear upon users such as veterans who desperately need some help and deserve that help because we've made a promise to them, you should consider come working for, for VA or at the very least come work for uh, one of our vendors who is helping us deliver a lot of, a lot of this stuff. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Chris. It's a really exciting new development and I look forward to watching where you take it. Thanks so much, Sarah. That was a great conversation and it makes me really excited for the future, uh, not only of VA's app, but potentially other agencies creating similar user-friendly applications. Sarah, before we wrap up our conversation, what should we look out for in the future? And as a bonus question, for a new Grateful Dead listener, are there any songs, albums, live performances you recommend starting with? I would keep an eye out on how VA continues to build out this application. So Chris alluded to prescriptions coming soon. That's exciting. But also how they'll integrate new services or benefits for veterans.
in terms of Grateful Dead albums, I love American Beauty. Also, Working Man's Dead. So, Sugar Magnolia, Casey Jones, Friend of the Devil is a little too mainstream for me. Although I do love it. <laughs> Are you a Grateful Dead fan too? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I have not listened to any Grateful Dead I do feel like it's a rabbit hole. I could see myself very easily falling down. I was a big Pink Floyd fan back in the day, and I'm not saying that they're similar, but I, I see a path for myself. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good pipeline. They're both kind of like jam bandy in a way, although Pink Floyd isn't like a jam band. It just has like those really drawn out instrumental parts to their music. But yeah, I love Pink Floyd, too. Well, thank you, Sarah, for your insight on both jam bands and federal IT. And as a quick last note, VA wants to let you know that they are hiring. So if you're interested in joining their tech team, email oitcareers at va.gov or visit https digital.va.gov careers. Thank you. Listeners can tune in next week for a brand new interview. But until then, that's all for today's HealthCast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Alexander Bulova. I'm Sarah Seibert. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com. <laughs>